Welcome to Life Club. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tresha Moreland. Tresha, are you ready to do this? I am. Let's go. Let's go indeed. Tresha is an MBA. She's an SPHR. She's a Six Sigma black belt. She is the principal organizational and leadership consultant with HRC Suite. She partners with business leaders to develop workplace strategies that actually deliver results. Tresha, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Yes, George. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, you know, just a high level, I'm a 30-year experienced HR leader. I've worked in multiple organizations over those years. I started, I've worked in manufacturing, retail, hospitality, but of, of the last 18 years of those 30, it's been in the healthcare industry. And so... Manufacturing, retail, healthcare, hospitality, all the different people types. <laughs> That's right. And it sure has given me a, a good perspective on business and what works, what doesn't work, or at least even before the pandemic. And now things have changed so much. Um, but it's been a great uh, 30 years of experience. And, and I'm very anxious to share um, that information with employers today. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So not that there's ever a time that's not interesting or uninteresting, but we are living through or hopefully knock on wood have lived through a really extra interesting time. And maybe things will slow down a little bit, obviously coming out of the pandemic. And then we had the great resignation and now we're quietly quitting and quietly firing people and everything else. And it does feel pretty chaotic. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would say just about everything in the workplace has changed. Uh, I I tell you what, I I was uh, in the middle of writing a book uh, just as the pandemic had started. And I had this perfect, what I thought was an outline, and it's on navigating the healthcare workforce shortage. Oh, no, <laughs> then COVID hit. <laughs> and boy, did everything change. And, and thankfully, had a gracious um, uh, publisher that was patient and gave me time to put a pause on the writing just so we could observe what was happening. And absolutely, everything in the workplace changed. Uh, we went from very busy with change being constant, but in now we're into chaotic change, uh, which is happening rapidly in everything that we see in every corner we turn. So there is... Obviously, there are massive external influences that are happening that have caused a lot of this chaos. And I I imagine it's difficult for leadership within an organization to be trying to suss out what are this, what, which of this is real, which is not that it's not real, but it's not applicable for us. How do we make heads and tails of what we need to be doing and what we need to be focused on? That's an excellent question. Well, the first thing I would suggest is forget the buzzwords for a minute. Uh, and and they are click-worthy buzzwords, no question about it. The great resignation, the quiet quitting, uh, you know, quiet um, firing, and all of these buzzwords are meant to, to cause you and your workforce to click. And, and also you, leader, is to stay awake at night, which you probably do. Um, so the first thing is I would just forget the buzzwords for a minute and even out of social media for a minute and, and tap into your own workforce and, and find out from them how they are feeling. What are they thinking? Um, some, some of the strategies around that would be stay interviews. 
but ask them in sincerity, you know, just kind of how are they feeling today and what's going on? Um, you know, what are their goals in the next, you know, 12 months, 18 months, I would say five years, but you know, things are changing so quickly. I would keep it yeah, maybe short term just to give you a sense of the temperature uh, going on. And, and I know a lot of employers look to invest in employee engagement surveys and things like that. But, you know, if you're a small employer, you don't have to do that. Just go, just talk to your own staff and find out what's going on and, or how are they feeling? What are they thinking? What are their, what are their plans to help navigate these days? So it's, it's always kind of a funny thing where somebody will say, well, how do I know what, what, what my people are thinking? It's like, well, you just need to ask them. Yeah. Good, good question. That's right. It's not a crystal ball. Uh, and especially if you're and you want to do this in a way that you're developing a relationship with them anyway, if you haven't already. I know there's a lot of great leaders out there, whether they're in large companies, mid or even small, and may have already been doing that and feel comfortable. But, you know, I'm just saying, giving sometimes we need to we feel like we need to hear the permission that it's OK to ask, ask them um ask them how they're feeling and that type of thing. And plus it'll help you, like I say, develop relationships because that's where it's at now. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen PR statements backfire, you know, for employers because they want to stick with the PR statements, but it's really having that personal conversation with employees that is what they want and, and, and what goes very far. I'm 100% one of those people that, loves to just overthink everything and make mountains out of molehills and just get myself all twisted up into, oh my gosh, how do I, how do I bring that up? Or what do I say? Um, and it can be just as simple as, Hey, Tresha would love to, you know, can we spend 10 minutes and have a coffee or mm -hmm. whatever it might be? It doesn't need to be this formal 360 degree, whatever. No, you're right. And in this day, I mean, the the, meet, the meeting or the, your meanings get lost in the pages, uh, the pages of questions and the, and all of that. And plus, you know, we also have to remember we're in a day and age where um, people are highly distracted too. Uh, so, you know, short meetings uh, where you say what you mean uh, and with sincerity, with it, will have the bigger bang for the buck um, versus all these big processes and things like that. And trust me, as an HR professional, I've administered many of those uh, in my past, but today I would say it's different. Yeah. And there's certainly value, I man, when you're in a massive organization with thousands of people, you need specific yeah. processes to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And you need structure to allow for serendipity and for casual mm -hmm. meetings and all that. And for companies that are a little bit smaller, like the vast majority of companies, uh, there's an opportunity to actually just be focused on the human beings that that you're working with. So I appreciate that. Right. So helping to move from chaos and to find a little bit of stability or order within your organization, let's, you know, obviously let's yeah. hope that everybody can find to do that, can is able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um how do you think about then putting, what, what, I don't know what the right term is, putting some kind of a plan together for mm -hmm. people strategy, workplace strategy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Uh, the term is uh, formally is a, str a strategic workforce planning. 
And, uh, you know, I'm, on occasion, I'll have people call me employers where they've lost sight of their workforce. And and it's it's not a um, don't be ashamed if that's you, you know, or don't there's no judgment there. I, the world, you got to imagine, just shook under us uh, and our whole workforce and the populations uh, around us has shaken. Um, so if you've lost sight uh, and you've got high vacancies and um you know, high, um, turnover morale is ter- high. Turnover morale is low, uh, and you just know you're short. Um, and um, so now it's time for really just to take a step back and reassess uh, the workforce plan. And that means you know taking a look at the supply and demand of talent. You know, where's where's the supply? So you know, often I'll hear a question from employers saying, I don't know what changed. I used to be able to post a job on Indeed or, or and and be able to get these applications in, but now I'm not getting anybody. Where did they go? And so I, you know, through a workforce plan, you can answer the question, not where did they go necessarily, but how did they change? And then from there, develop a smart workforce plan. And that may require re- changing up where you recruit, how you recruit, and also um, may require you to think differently about how you retain staff. How do you how do you relate to them in the workplace? Because now with a workforce plan of today, you can understand what it is that's changed in their minds as far as what's important. So, right? I mean, with the pandemic, we've all experience losses in some way or another, or we've known people that did. Um, So we've learned that life is short and a lot of people are reassessing their priorities. So through a workforce plan, you can help capture what are those new priorities in the mind of talent that I want to attract and retain. And then from there, you can develop a very smart plan uh, for today and also lead you into the future and help you be prepared for the future of work. That makes so much sense. And you know, a lot of the time we just need to be reminded more so than we need to learn new 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 uh, stuff. But mm-hmm. that to me is so powerful what you just talked about. Uh, and that's, do I have a really good understanding of who my ideal candidates for the roles that I have are? Who is, who is that person? What are the qualities that I'm looking for? And then once I understand that, how can I make my organization more attractive to make sure that 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 we're making a good selection decision on both mm-hmm. of our parts? And and then how once I get them in the building, how do I retain them by mm-hmm. making sure that I'm actually delivering on the things that I'm talking about? So it's not a bait and switch where people are going to be mad at me and ended up leaving quickly. Yes. Very good point. And I would also say that the other thing I encourage employers to do is so, you know, part of a workforce plan is understanding the demographics and what's changing and um, where are people going to. I mean, so we've, at, we've talked about that a little bit, but I, I'm also talking about talent or demographic migration. So, so people are picking up and moving out of big cities. Uh, and they had been all along, even before the pandemic, but that accelerated pretty quickly during the pandemic, right? So now we can understand today that the population is really looking for low cost of living, wide open spaces, and maybe even want to move closer to family because, wow, I mean, what did we experience? So we want to be where we want to spend more time with what matters to us the most. So once you understand those dynamics, 
then you can establish a recruitment strategy to either, depending on where you're at, to talk to that potential candidate. And what I'm calling a lifestyle lifestyle recruiting. Now, I don't mean to coin another buzzword here, but the truth is people are wanting to spend more time with what matters to them the most. To me, that, that talks to lifestyles. And so when you, when you go to recruit, what kind of optimal lifestyle does your area offer? Then talk about the employment situation. So, you know, we can, I can look up a, a dozen job posts right now and they all look, look the same, right? They, they may give a little description of the company, what the job is, and then what the requirements are, and here's where you apply. Well, well what about the area? Is what's, you know, what, what kind of lifestyle could I expect for myself and my family if I were to move there? Those are important things to include, I think, today in a job post. And that's information that's um, informed by a solid workforce plan. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it makes so much sense that if I'm trying to attract people to a certain area that I would want to highlight the areas or the Mm -hmm. different attributes of, of that area. That's right. And obviously there's going to be some folks or some companies who are just going to be hiring remote. How are you seeing that uh, with with uh, with a, a lot of your folks? Is it would people rather have? And I guess it's kind of a dumb question. I think I'd always rather have the ability to bring my people into the office at least frequent, at least every once in a while. Yeah, and I don't think it, when it comes to the workforce, there is any such thing as a dumb question <laughs> um, because you know it's, it seems so fluid today, and and remote work has offered that. Um, reality to us. So I often tell employers, you know, we, I mean, we used to worry about competing for talent with the company down the street or across the town. Uh, But now we're competing for talent with an invisible uh, competitor for talent, and that's remote work. And it's still, and, and, you know, you'll see a lot of conflicting of information. I even saw a graph on uh, Twitter yesterday showing that remote work jobs are going down. But the truth is they haven't disappeared completely. And there are companies that have committed not to not to do away with it. So we can't assume that they're going to go away and I can just require all my workforce tomorrow to come in or even two weeks from now or even a month from now or six months from now uh, because they may leap and go work for a remote employer. I think that's still going to be an element of our reality today or even tomorrow. Um, It may reduce in numbers, but that doesn't mean we're going to get to a place where we were prior to the pandemic necessarily. And technology enables that reality. Got it. So, yep. Uh, so I encourage employers to think of ways to compete with the remote employer too. If you're, you know, so it's not just um, competing again with um, companies just across the town, right? From us. And again, I'm probably falling victim to making assumptions and there's no reason to make assumptions. We just need to figure out what our, every organization needs to figure out what it is that they want because you have the ability to do and recruit whoever it is that you want to recruit. So these are decisions you need to be making and not leave it up to what you read about on Twitter. Exactly right. Exactly right. 
And, you know, and then, like I said, it was a, uh, it's contradiction because then I saw that graph, but then I saw somewhere else on LinkedIn is saying, this is, this is here to stay. Remote work is still here to stay. And it may even increase depending on the industry. So it's, it's very fluid out there. And your point is valid. Really just get down to what your reality is as a leader for your organization and really understand what your dynamics are. Uh, versus just even relying again on all of this information. Because like I said, it's chaotic. It is chaotic. We want to get to a place of order. And we can. We can get there. It's just I think we need to think differently. Yeah. We can do it. I like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we can. There's hope. There is hope. So this lifestyle recruiting, I I want to circle back on that because I like it so much. Um, The... The things that pop into my head are affordability of being able to buy a home, safety. So I don't, if I'm leaving a big city that has a high amount of crime, I'm probably interested in, and I have a family, I'm looking for safety. I'm looking for good schools. I'm looking for um, obviously work opportunities, but that's, that's where the employer comes in. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some of the other key things? Uh, just what's it like to live there? What's the uh, culture like? I mean, um, every community has its own culture. What are things to do uh, for not just me as an adult, but for my children? Um, it's it's Those are the things also that weigh in, I think. Yeah, that's a great point. What am I, what am I going to do on the weekends there exactly. in XYZ City that's or right. town for that yep. matter? Yep. I've coached employers before that, you know, even before the pandemic, while pay is important, absolutely. Um, but time off is too. Uh, yeah. Just equally, if not, uh, it, it, you know, is more so than even the pay because people like that time off so that they can spend time on the weekends or, you know, and do other things like with their family. Uh, outside of work. I mean, like it or not, we love it if they could just love to work inside and be happy all the time but that's not the case right so reality is uh, that time off is is just as important as the pay yeah well said well Tresha, thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you how can they engage with you absolutely well my email address is tresha at hrc suite uh i have a website page at hrcsuite.com forward slash workforce dash strategies dash consulting. I also have a free guide out there on three steps to improve your organization's effectiveness in these unpredictable times. Uh, And you can find that out there on hrcsuite.com forward slash improve dash your dash organizations dash effectiveness. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Tresha your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to hrcsuite.com and I will put the links in the notes of the show on how to find that three-step document on how to figure out how to increase your your organization's overall uh, effectiveness and well-being and all all those good things. And then shoot Tresha an email at Tresha, T-R-E-S-H-A, at hrcsuite.com. Get in touch and put everything we've been talking about in place. Figure out your strategic workforce plan. Put in place your 
lifestyle recruitment plan for finding the kind of people that are going that you actually want <laughs> and that are going to be happy in your organization and your community and all those things. Thanks again, Tresha. Thank you. Thank you so much. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.